Ladies, I am here to talk to you today about a thief in our midst, and it is running rampant. This thief is constant in our world today. It is stealing our joy. It's stealing our self-confidence. It's taking away from our goals that we have. It's stealing our unique way of telling our story. It's wasting our time. It's stifling our true personality. Yes, the thief of comparison is running amok among us today, and we need to find a way to stop it. We all have those things that we don't think we do as well as someone else. We might not feel, we might look at someone and say, well, she's just the most beautiful person I've ever seen. We might look at someone's home and say, oh, I wish I had their bathroom, their kitchen, their house. Maybe it's your work or the job that you have and you might look at another person and say, oh, I wish I had that job. Social media, oh my good heavens, that is such a strong place for our thief to land because we only oftentimes only see the best on social media. But of course, what when people are putting their best foot forward, that's all we see. We're not seeing all the things that go on behind the scenes and what might be real things that uh, we don't get to see. Today, we're going to talk about this thief of comparison, how it's hurting our lives as women, how it's hurting us as Christians to do the, the, the will of God, to do the very purpose that he set us on this planet to do when we are wasting our time comparing ourselves to others. Whatever, when you look at another woman and you see beauty and you see classy or athletic or thin or whatever you want to be and you see that in her just remember you're never going to be that woman and that's okay you were made uniquely by god to be the person that you are and that's great because the world would miss out on so much if we didn't have the real you the real you that's a gift from god have you ever found yourself in a place where you're just comparing your life to someone's life or you don't even realize you're comparing? I know that um, for me, very recently, as a matter of fact, I, I found myself feeling the need to um, tick off my resume to a really good friend because I felt like she was telling me I wasn't enough. Now I need to tell you that was Satan working in me. That was not anything that my friend was thinking or anything that my friend wanted me to go down that road and she would be horrified to know that she did. But I allowed Satan to get inside of me and start taking this resume and talking and talking and talking about all the things I've accomplished. And I don't have to do that with my friend. She knows who I am. She knows what I've done. And while she might not know everything that I've done in my job, she knows my heart and she knows who God made me to be, which is way more important than anything in my job. But I allowed Satan to get into my head and say, you know, you're not enough. You need to tell her about this and you need to tell her about that and you need to tell her and on and on and on. And that just wasn't, this wasn't about me and it wasn't about my resume, the things that we were talking about. And 
um, I carried that around for a while, but I had to let it go and forget about it. And we actually did talk about it. And, and I know that this did not come from her, but it came from a place inside of me, a place that Satan loves to grab hold of. And that's our insecurities. And when we see those people that are more beautiful or seem to have it more together or whatever it is that we're looking for, Sometimes we can allow those insecurities to um, become a part of us and too much of a part of us. Every minute that I spend looking at someone's else, someone else's life and wishing that that was my life, I am wasting time. I am wasting the precious time that God gave me to do my unique purpose that he has given me to tell my unique story that he's given me to tell because no one can tell my story. I've lived it and experienced it. I know the feelings. I know all the good of it. I know all the bad of it. And it's mine and mine alone. And while your story might be similar, different people react different ways to hearing things. And so some people are going to hear my story and they're going to resonate with it. And some people aren't going to hear mine at all. And they're going to resonate with someone else's because there's just something about it that hits the nerve that they have. So as we talk today about comparison and what that takes away from us, we're also going to talk about the things that are that we can, the things that can help us not compare ourselves to others, our authenticity, um, being grateful, having an attitude of gratitude, um, our purpose, and the fact that we are chosen. Many, many years ago, my children were little. Um, gosh, they were still all in elementary school, and they all had friends over, and we went to. Um, Taco Bell. They wanted to go to Taco Bell for lunch. We had done some school school clothes shopping and school um, item shopping. And, and so we were taking a break and going to Taco Bell. And this was before a lot of people had, you know, the uh, laptop computers and all that. This was right at the beginning of that time period. And we were in Taco Bell of all places. And my kids are, you know, just having a good time. We were the only ones in there for a long time. And so I was a little more lenient with them. And they were changing between tables, the three tables that we were at. And um, not being real quiet, but it was okay. And, uh, this woman came in and she was just dressed so professionally and she came over and sat down. She smiled at me and, uh, had, she put something up on the table, went and got her food and came back and sat down and she pulled out this computer. And I just, I couldn't, like, I tried not to stare, but I couldn't help but stare at her. She had perfectly manicured nails, which has always been a thing for me because I tend to pick at my nails. And, um, so for me to, to have those happens occasionally and sometimes it doesn't. And it's, it's a big deal to me. It shouldn't be, I know, but it is. And I just watched her and I thought she was, you know, this is the epitome of what a woman, you know, should look like professional and put together and classy and sitting in Taco Bell, <laughs> Taco Bell of all things with a laptop computer tapping away with perfectly manicured, bright red nails. Now I know that, um, 
even as my kids got older and I um, went into the professional world, um, I don't think I ever looked like her. I do have a laptop. I still don't think I look like her when I go in anywhere. And I think that's okay because I think that God did not intend for me to be perfectly put together. If he did, I, I have miserably failed him because I am hardly ever perfectly put together. And I just feel like there's always just something that is unkempt about me. And um, that's just part of who I am. And I've learned to live, live with it and laugh at it. But that's just one of the things that... Um, it's just a comparison that has stayed with me for years because I don't know anything about this woman. I don't know if she had children. I don't know if, if she was widowed. I don't know if she had this one that appeared to me to be a perfect moment and her life was in disarray. I have no idea. Maybe she did have a perfect life. I don't know. But that, that image of her clicking away with those big old long nails on a computer in Taco Bell just was stayed with me for a really, really long time. And we tend to do that. We look at other people's lives and think, see that, now that's the way it should be. And that's the way it should be for them, not necessarily for us. I need you to know you are chosen. John three sixteen tells us that you are worthy of dying for. You are chosen and holy and dearly loved by our God. Colossians 3.12 tells us very clearly you are chosen and holy and dearly loved by God. And you are redeemed. Ephesians 1.7 tells you you are redeemed by the blood of Christ. And you are loved. You are loved more than you can know. Who, If you weren't loved, how could God send his son to come to this broken world just for you, just for me, just for each one of us to live here humbly as a servant. Mind you, he sits on the right hand of God in heaven and he comes to this broken world as a child in a very humble circumstance and then goes on to be a humble servant, showing us, showing the Jewish nation how it looks to serve how it looks to be the hands and feet of our God. You are loved beyond measure that God would send his son here to live like that and then die on a cross after he was humiliated and suffered horribly even before he got to the cross, let alone what happened on the cross. Zephaniah 3.17 tells you how much you are loved. Jeremiah 3.13 tells you you are loved. And John 3.16 tells you you are worthy of dying for and you are loved. Because God loved you, he sent his son. And you have a purpose. <clears throat> you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You have probably heard that from Psalm 139.14 a million times, but you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Romans 8.39 tells you that you have a purpose and it that purpose is to carry on through this world, telling people about Jesus so that everyone has the opportunity to hear about the salvation and the redemption that can have them live their life in eternity. You are unique. 
You have a purpose that only you can fulfill, given to you by God, entrusted to you by God. When we compare ourselves to others, we lose a lot of things. We talked about losing joy and confidence. We lose our idea of, con of contributing our unique story in our own unique way because we don't feel that story is good enough. And sometimes we lose our true personality. Hebrews 12.1 talks about running the race. And this, of course, was written by Paul. There, I'm going to read to you 12, 1 through 4, I think, maybe, maybe 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. How can I lose myself to comparison when my purpose and your purpose and all of our goal, ultimate goal and purpose is to be the hands and feet to Jesus, that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses and we need to throw off everything that keeps us from the purpose of telling others about Jesus and what he has done so that we can spend eternity with him. You know, when I was in high school, I ran track and uh, I was running, uh, I think it was the 400, it might've been the 800. And I, in my heat, I was in the lead. And just before as we were coming around that last curve into the straightaway, I could hear her feet and I didn't know how close she was. And so I turned around and looked. And when I turned around and looked at her, I lost a couple of seconds because you, you just do. And that gave her just enough that we both sprinted to the finish line and she barely beat me. Had I not turned around, I probably wouldn't have been able to beat her. So when I got done, my coach ran up to me and she said, why did you look back? And I said, I could hear her coming. I wanted to see how close she was. And she said, you never look back. You stay in your lane and you know where your lane is and you know where the finish line is. You don't need to know anything else. Know where your lane is, know where the finish line is and give it all you've got. And I've never forgotten that, mostly because, well, <clears throat> that girl got first and I didn't. <laughs> and second, because as I got older, I realized that works for our spiritual life too. I need to stay in my lane. I don't need to worry about what other women are saying or what other women look like or what their home looks like or what they're doing or what their ministry looks like. Because it doesn't matter. God gave me a race. I need to stay in my lane and go at my best pace doing all I can as I go to the finish line. And at that finish line, I will meet Jesus. 
And while that is a happy, happy day, until I do, I need to stay in my lane and have my eyes on the finish line. And if we all do that, we don't have time for the, we don't have time for comparison and what that does for us. If we aren't distracted by comparison, we can be completely captivated by our purpose. Every minute that I spend time wishing that I was like her or that I had her job or that I had her ministry or that I had her love for her ministry or that I could read the Bible like her or that I could hear God like her. For every minute that I spend wishing and comparing, I am wasting the minutes God gave me and ordained for my purpose to do his will for me on this earth. Comparison steals from us. It takes from us and it keeps us from being the women God wants us to be, the women that he tells us we are. And it keeps us from doing his purpose, specifically the purpose that he gave me and that he gave you. No one else can do what God ordained as yours to do in this world. No one else can do it. If you feel like you need to tell someone about Jesus and you stumble and it doesn't come out as eloquently as someone else, that is exactly what God wanted in that moment for that purpose, for that person, excuse me. And sometimes when we hear people that are so eloquent, they've been doing it way longer or they have a different gift, but that's okay because that's their purpose. Don't lose yourself. Don't lose God's purpose for you in the trap of comparison. I think that all of us have the purpose of growing God's kingdom on this earth. But each one of us have been given specific goals and purposes that are ordained by God to make that happen. And it takes each of us to know what our gifts are, to know what our strengths are, to know where our passions are, so that we can take all of that and fulfill God's purpose for us. Our unique story that can only be told by each one of us. Only you can tell your story. Only I can tell my story. And we don't want to be distracted by comparing ourselves to others, but we want to be so captivated by the purpose that God gave us that that's all we want to do as we stay in our lane and work as hard as we can to get to that finish line. So as you think about that and your comparison in, and, and comparing yourselves to others and what you know God's purpose to be for you, I want you to remember you are chosen. You are loved beyond measure. You have a purpose that only you can fulfill on this earth. No one else can do that. It might be raising your kids. That might be your purpose today, raising them to love Jesus and to teach others to love Jesus. You might be in the corporate world and it might be that your example comes by your integrity and your moral code that people don't always see there. 
It might be that you have a passion and you are going to take that and make it into a ministry. It might be all three. But I urge you to look at your passions, to look at your gifts, and look at where God has placed you and know that you are where you need to be so that you can tell your distinct story to further the kingdom of God. Next week, we are going to have Amy Barber on, and we are going to talk about her victory over substance abuse. Her story is beautiful, and it is powerful, and she is such a beautiful woman of God that you are not going to want to miss this. If you are looking for um, a way to get into God's Word, hop on over to Stepping in the Bible, Stepping into the Bible on Facebook. It's a group that everyone's invited to be a part of, and we've got a scripture writer writing plan going on over there. I'd love to have you come over and uh, look at each day's scripture, write it out, pray over it, and it's a different way of studying scripture. It, you can make it last as long or as short as you want. If you want to put 10 minutes into it, it's still a really great exercise. If you want to read more and do some more study, you can do that. So wherever you are in um, that you need to whatever time you have to spend, you will be able to fit that into it. So look up Stepping Into the Bible on the Facebook on Facebook. It's a group. And uh, we'd love to have you join us there. Also, check out my page in The Whisper. This podcast will be uh, is on there. But also um, my blog and some encouragement and some other things that are available to you. And the blog this week will be about comparison. And we'll get more into how gratitude can keep us um, from comparing ourselves to others. So thank you for listening in tonight to In The Whisper. And I look forward to being with you next week when we hear Amy Barbie's story. You do not want to miss that.